Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Wow, it's December, and I am so excited. And I'm just so grateful for my next guest today, who I'm going to interview. She just has so much to share about our next topic. We are going to be talking about the joy of Jesus the whole month of December. And I just remembered that I had a friend who always has such joy, and she's full of joy, and so I'm going to interview her today, and I'm so excited. But before we get started, I just want to thank you. If you listen to Real Life, Real People Radio, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you have found joy and peace and hope as you've been listening, and you have really developed that grateful heart that we've been talking about. And of course, if you have Jesus, you have all of that, so that is what is so awesome about having a relationship with Jesus. So I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we thank you that you are our joy. And in you, we have our fullness of joy, because you are there for us and you help us do things and and you just come inside of us when we accept you as our Lord and Savior and your Holy Spirit dwells within us and we are able to be alive with you in our hearts. So Lord, thank you so much for today and we praise you for Jane who's going to come and share her heart about the joy that's in her heart. And Lord, we just thank you for all of the listeners and we just pray that they will find their joy today and every day. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Jane. How are you today? Great. How are you doing, Jill? Good. It's so it's good to see you. great to be with you. Well, and you too. You too. I wanted to bring you in and talk about joy. And when I think of you, Jane, I mean, you just have joy all the time. You smile and your face lights up and there's that fullness of joy. Tell me where that joy comes from. That joy comes from the Lord. And joy is so much different than happiness. A lot of mm-hmm. people think, well, I'm happy, but that depends on happenings. But joy is a gift of God. When we ask Christ into our heart to be our Lord and Savior, we have the joy of the Lord. It, it abides with us as we know God, abide in Christ, and are filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That joy is just a imminent, imminent part of our life every day. Amen. Definitely. I couldn't have said it better. That is so (laughs) awesome. And I I knew your answer, but I love how you explained that. Is there a scripture that you cling to that talks about joy? Well, the the short one is the joy of the Lord is my strength. But the one that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. when we decided to talk with each other was Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that, to me, just describes the Christian walk so much because he does show us the paths. And he does, when we're on his path doing what he asks us to do, we are full of joy. Now, that doesn't mean we're never going to have things that make us sad or um, unhappy, but those deal with the happenings in our life, they don't disturb our joy in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then from as we do His will, we do have pleasures forevermore. Mm -hmm. Pleasures daily that 
sometimes others don't see, but because of our intimate relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, we feel those and we know they're there and that gives us fullness of joy. So you're saying there's joy right now yes. in a Christian walk. We yes. can have joy for the now, yes. even with everything going on in our world. Yes. God is in control. That's right. And he's not surprised by anything that's going on in our world. And he knows what the outcome is. It's kind of like looking at a something that you did a cross-stitch thing Mm -hmm. on the back. When you turn it over, it looks ridiculous, and there's just strings going everywhere. But when you get the full Mm -hmm. picture and flip it over, the picture is perfect. And that's like God's control in our life. All we can see is a part of it. And then when we come to the end of our life and look back and see the whole picture, we will understand more fully Mm. His total joy in our life. I love that illustration. I've never heard that before, and that's so true, because I've always looked at the back. Why is it so ugly on the back? (laughs) But that's a good way to describe it. And also, there's a fullness of joy um, that we get from Jesus. And like I said, you portray that. I mean, you show that example. I know you work with a lot of children in fact, that's your ministry. So tell us a little bit about how you work with children and, and what you do. Okay, I am one of 12 children, so I've been around children my entire life. And I've always loved, as I got older, I loved children because I had lots of cousins and nieces and nephews. And I love spending time with them. I love the genuineness of a child. Mm-hmm. I love the honesty of a child. You can have so much influence on a child because they're still so fresh, and they're absorbing the things that you share with them. Uh, On Wednesday nights, we have children's choir here, and there's about 200 children enrolled. And I basically work with, most of the time, with second through sixth graders. And um, my fifth and sixth graders, they're coming on a time in life where they can have more troubles in life because peer pressure and a lot of things that happen as they get older I love to just keep telling them how special they are, that God made them for a special purpose. He loves them. They're all fantastic. There's not one in the group that's not willing, not um, beautiful, talented, gifted in God's special way. And I just love helping them to become or do something they never dreamed they would be able to do because of God's love for them. Jane, that is so wonderful. And, you know, Jesus felt the same way. He loved the children. In fact, let the little children come to me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And you're right. Children have that faith and Mm -hmm. that trusting heart, and and they just have that joy. So it is fun being around them. I know you, you enjoy that. And tell us today, actually, you're doing something very special with the children over at First Baptist Mount Vernon at 1030. Tell us what's happening. Okay, this is our annual Christmas program for all of our children. Our choirs start with three-year-olds, three- and four-year-old choir, kindergarten, first-grade choir, and then a second-grade choir, a third and fourth, and a fifth and sixth-grade choir. Well, the younger children, uh, three-year-olds through first grade, they do several songs, Christmas songs in the worship service, and they are just so full of joy and so excited about being there. And then our group, second through six, performs a complete musical. I think it's about 128 pages, and this year it's called Angel Alert. It is so exciting because I might ask you this question. How often have you ever thought about what the angels thought about Christmas 
the coming of uh, the birth of Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, it tells the story from their perspective, and it's really an eye-opener. They were all full of joy because they knew this day was coming. It was a surprise to us. Not We knew it was prophesied, but we didn't know the day or the right. time. And they got to be an integral part in making the birth of Jesus happen by the announcements they made mm-hmm. and the things that God gave them to do while the birth of Christ was about to happen. What a great perspective. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch that. And the kids have been really excited to learn the parts and and perform. That that part is a challenge. um, Every child, regardless of how many try out, I tell them, every child that tries out will get a part. It may not be the part you wanted because they all want to be Gabriel. (laughs) Of course. But, of course, they they are so happy when they get mm-hmm. a part. So I usually have to rewrite everything. And then we mm-hmm. include um, flag dancers and little children. Um, we have soldiers. We have all kinds of things. But every child that wants a part gets a part. And my theory on that is not all flowers bloom in May. Mm-hmm. And some children are late bloomers. They're very gifted and talented, but they're not quite ready at second grade to be the lead. But... There, there comes a day that they can do their part and do it well. And how many children will be in this? They're, they're, in that group, there will probably be about 85. Wonderful. But there will be probably mm-hmm. about 125 or 30 that morning. Because oh. some of the children attend other churches, mm-hmm. and we don't push them to leave their church. Right. Uh, so... That's what joy. Oh, that's yes. going to be a day filled yes. with joy today. Yes. So thank you. So if you're listening and you want to watch this, um, come today at 1030 and at the First Baptist Church, Mount Vernon, and you will see the fullness of joy yes. <laughs> acted out. Yes. Well, Jane, I know that you're in the choir. Yes. And so not only do you teach the children, but you are a part of the choir. Tell us a little bit about your experience being with the choir. And your husband leads the choir. So yes. how does that work? Well, it works fantastic. I was thinking about that today as I was thinking about us sharing. When my husband came to our church to be the minister of music uh-huh. and youth, I was a youth. And um, we became close friends Uh he was such a wonderful mentor. Mm-hmm. And then when I got old enough to date, mm-hmm. we started dating and became husband and wife. And we've been in the ministry together for, gosh, 60-something years. We've been married. It'll be 56 in December 22nd. So Coming up soon. Coming oh, up soon. Got an anniversary. So we had to squeeze our wedding in between church music and church <laughs> music. But oh, yeah. any, at any rate, we feel so blessed that mm-hmm. God has chosen to use us in His ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, we are so blessed to have both of you here. And the Thank music you. is amazing. Thank so there's so also much. a choir program for the whole choir that you're performing in yes. the next Sunday, right? De- December next 11th at 1030. Okay. Yes. And yes. tell us a little bit about that. Will okay, it it's that's going to be an amazing thing. That It'll be the choir and a... A pretty good size orchestra, and the children will. Some of the children will have a part in that as well. But we're doing some of the classics that we've mm-hmm. done before, and some new songs. And we have very, very many gifted soloists in our choir. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably ten or eleven solos, and these ladies and gentlemen have developed their talents. Some really had no idea they could sing, and um, they would come to Fred and say. 
I want to sing. Can you help me learn? And he said, of course. And now they're soloists and gifted and talented people. So God is good. God is good. And wow, what what a great ministry that both of you have. And we thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and having the joy of the Lord. And when did you become a Christian or when did Jesus come into your heart and you accepted him as your yes. Lord and Savior? Yes. Were you a young girl? Yes. You said you had a family of 12. 12. So. And with 12 children, um, there were many Sundays that my mother could not go because someone was sick or something. Mm-hmm. But everybody that was able period, got up and got ready for church. And if mom had to stay home, dad would take us all. We all sat together in worship. We were taken in time to be in Sunday school, it was called then, so that we could learn the truth Mm -hmm. of the gospel. Both my parents were dynamic Christians. They were wonderful, godly people. And I saw the joy of the Lord in them. They both had Mm -hmm. a good sense of humor. I think you have to have a good sense of humor with 12 children. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, yes. And um, so they took us to church. And mm-hmm. once we were having a revival, um, it was in the spring. And, of course, we went to the revival, too. If the church doors were open, we were present and accounted for. Mm-hmm. So All 12, all 14 all, of y'all. <laughs> yes, yes. How many? Yeah. Yes. So um, the preacher was preaching on... Um, sin and mm-hmm. giving your heart to Jesus. And back then there was a I think a much clearer concept of what sin was. We our cultures tried to kind of color that up right. and change mm-hmm. what the word of God said, but this pastor was preaching the word of God and he used the scripture Romans 3:23 for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And when he spoke that those words, it was just as if the Holy Spirit pricked my heart, and I thought, that's me. That's me that he's talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So when the invitation was given, I remember clearly, I was so nervous. The place was packed, and I, you know, you had to go down the aisle by yourself. Your parents didn't walk with you back then. So um, I started to step out, and my brother, who was nine years older than me, stepped out at the same moment, Mm -hmm. which made it extra, extra special. I was nine. He was 18. So we were both baptized together. Um, And as I grew, grew, God just made me have a love for the Word of God, and I wanted to learn everything I Mm -hmm. could possibly learn. And then at the age of 16, I was in a service, and God made it very clear to me through the power of the Holy Spirit that He wanted me to be in the ministry. I wasn't sure exactly what uh, area in my heart at that moment I thought it was missions, and really a big part of my life all along has been missions. So um, I made that decision, and then, then God not only put me in the ministry, He led me to a minister to marry. <laughs> so. He did. He answered all your prayers. <laughs> yes. All you had to do was say yes. And yes. Jane, your cup is overflowing. Yes. And there's a scripture from Psalm 23, 5, and, and it talks about our cup runneth over, and the Lord, it's from the Lord as my shepherd. Right. And I can just see that your cup overflows from the time that you were little and your family worshiped together yes. and, and came together and you said when the doors are open, we were there. So you entered the courts with thanksgiving yes. and praise. Yes. 
It was it was not a question. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. get up on Sunday morning and say, "Do I have to go today?" Right. You you just got up, you got ready, and mm-hmm. you went to worship, and that was such a steadfast feeling for me because you you get to be a teenager and you hear all these different things, but in my heart, I knew my parents have told mm-hmm. me what God has taught me and wants me to be, and I'm going to stay with that as opposed to trying some of these other things that the Satan is interested in. Right. Because, of course, he is the biggest liar that mm-hmm. has ever been. And, but God was your shepherd. Yes. And he led you. you he did. He, he led you because he's good, he's faithful, he's generous, and he takes care of yes. his sheep. And yes. you saw that. Yes. And you lived it out. And the sheep hear his voice, too. Right. That's and, right. And you heard his voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how he spoke to you in several times, well, a lot throughout mm-hmm. your whole life, but specifically you remember that first time yes. at age, um, you said at nine, nine, when you walked down that aisle and you yes. knew, I want to give my life to Jesus right. and he is my Lord and Savior. And then at age 16 again, yes, to yes. be part of the ministry. And that's really neat. Well, I read something the other day about... Um, Faith sings of an overflowing cup. And whenever you sing, um, do you just feel that overflowing Holy Spirit just throughout you and throughout others that you sing with and for? And just, I I just can't even imagine how amazing that is. It it is. And I think it's that joy, that overflowing joy that Mm -hmm. comes through when you sing and um, you're just so grateful for all these incredible blessings that God has given you that you're just so excited to give back to Him in praise through song. Mm-hmm. But the, whenever you have unbelief, there's an empty cup, mm-hmm. would you say? Or if you're doubting, the cup is usually half full or half empty. Or if you're worried all the time, the cup might be broken or lost. But when your cup is full... Then, then you just have that joy that you're talking about. And the Lord becomes your chosen portion yes. and your cup. And because He holds us and He wants us to be close to Him. Right. And I, you, you mentioned Psalm 16. Mm-hmm. I love that. Would you read? Um, there's some portions in Psalm 16 that are just so beautiful, really starting with verse 5. And then you had mentioned um, verse 11. But would you read that? I want to hear you read. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night, also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. This is the one I love so much. Mm -hmm. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at the right hand are pleasures forevermore how do you feel when you read that oh it, it just you you feel it puts into words what you feel in mm-hmm. your heart and in your soul and you know when i think about the character of god how could we not be full of joy first we have his faithfulness 
you can't you cannot look at a time in your life when God has not been faithful and never will there be a time in your life when God is not faithful and then we have his righteousness I can trust God to tell me what's right because he the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ they've never done anything wrong they've always been righteous but on the other hand I can also trust his that his justice mm-hmm. because his justice will be done regardless of what we think should be done his justice shall be done and then of course the last thing is his grace mm-hmm. he's been his grace is sufficient for us and because of his grace we can have this fullness of yeah. joy yeah definitely definitely you said that so well and joy surrounds us when our cup is full and we can sing with an overflowing cup and just be full yes okay now i want to talk to you about your recent trip to uganda okay because when you came back you and kitty and rosalind i just saw a new joy in y'all so explain that okay you know i think um so so much of uh our culture leads us toward negative things, things Mm -hmm. that we know are not of God, we know are not of what our nation stands for. And sometimes it can be easy to let that get into your psyche, your mind, and and you tend to not realize how blessed you are. You step off the plane in Uganda and you get out on the streets, you will know exactly how blessed you are you know you don't have to worry about having clean water you don't have to worry about having food you don't have to worry about having a bathroom in your home Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about having a a roof over your head if you need uh, help from a doctor it's just down the street or a few miles away and all these things when you see these people how little they have they're the born again Christians. Their their joy is so exuberant, mm-hmm. and it's triumphant, and it it makes you realize again how blessed we are. And sadly, we take it for granted mm-hmm. so much time. Mm-hmm. So each of us, I know, I don't know how they made their commitment, but I committed to myself because I've been to Africa many times, and I never return that I'm not so full of the joy of the Lord Mm -hmm. because their exemplified joy when they have so little. Mm -hmm. Well, I just can't even imagine that feeling that you felt of that joy and coming back home and just being able to share it with us has been amazing. And they do have joy. I I saw the pictures that you shared in videos Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing just how much they love the Lord, you can just see it in their faces. And, and they don't want for things. They just want Jesus. And they are so grateful for mm-hmm. what they have, mm-hmm. and they're so excited about sharing their faith. Um, you know, we, we got to do door-to-door evangelism, which is one of my most favorite things. And it was just wonderful to talk to the people mm-hmm. and to see them praise God when— they're sitting on a concrete floor. There no, there's not a bathroom in the house. Wow. There's not a kitchen in the house. Yeah. They go out in front of the house in the sand and mm-hmm. get a little fire and fix what little food they have. But they're grateful, mm-hmm. and they're, they're thanking God for it, and it makes you a little bit ashamed of the way that we're not mm-hmm. great, as grateful as we should be yeah. for what we have. Yes, I can see that. And So, Jane, you are a missionary. 
<laughs> God gave you the desire of your heart as a little girl. Yes. When you just knew that there was going to be, that's what you wanted to do. You felt like he was calling you. Yes. And, and are you going back again? Yes, it's, it's my plan to go back. I'm working right now to get together a medical mission group to go. Wonderful. And I have several doctors uh, that are willing to go. And I got a call on my way here about a nurse that's willing to go. And after I speak with you, get through with the interview, I'm talking with the, the man from uh, Master Cares to start making the plans of when to go, what all's needed, the medical supplies, which, of course, we have to take all of those mm-hmm. and, and fund that because, obviously, they don't have the money to buy it. Yeah. So it'll be a great, great experience. It I'm will sure. be. It will mm-hmm. be. And tell us about the water wells. Tell us a little okay. bit about that. Yes. If anyone wanted to contribute towards oh, that yes, and that, explain. That, that would be incredible. For $3,700, Master Cares will dig a well, a 100-foot deep well, that would supply clean water for 2,100 people, on and on and on. It's it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Because the, the people there do not have clean water, and 60% of the, the people have no access to clean water. And so many children die each year, especially under the age of five, because their little systems are weaker, because mm-hmm. of drinking Um, contaminated water so they instead of getting machine to dig the well they get men to dig the well it takes them two weeks six men pretty much around the clock and the reason they do this is the people don't have jobs so these six men can be paid for those two weeks so they can buy food and provide for their families so and our children's choirs are raising money the boys and girls bring money each Wednesday night, and we're going to try to come up with $3,700 to um, send to have a well dug in honor. You get to say who paid for the well, and it's going to be in honor of all the children at First Baptist mm-hmm. Church, Mount Vernon. So if someone was listening and wanted to contribute, yes. how would they do that? Okay, they, they could either contact me through the church or just contact the church and talk with Pam Williams and uh, give any portion of that that they wish to give. And if they wanted to do one in memory of someone that's passed away, we've had a couple that have done that, um, then they would just give that information. And then they would choose a Bible verse that they wanted mm-hmm. to be on that well. And if you could see the people at those wells, it's it's like a, it's like it used to be in neighborhoods when we were all kids, everybody was out playing, and everybody's at the well. They're talking mm-hmm. at the well and getting the water they need for their homes because there's no running water in the homes. Mm. Um, so it's, it's such a great blessing. And like I say, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you all for doing that. And that ministry is sounds amazing. And, and I can't wait to, to hear another report when you come yes. back from your yes. next trip when you go. Well, Jane, it was such a pleasure to have you today. Before we close, is there something else you would like to share with our listeners as we close about the joy of the Lord? Well, I would just like to share, if you don't know the Lord as your own personal Lord and Savior, that you can contact me at First Baptist Church, or you can contact Jill. You can contact any of us, because we would love for you to experience this joy in your life. Mm -hmm. And the world that we live in here now is not handing out joy you know there's so much sadness and uh, hurt and anger 
that's not of the Lord. The Lord wants you to have fullness of joy, and that can be yours when you ask Him to forgive you of your sins and let Him become the Lord and Savior of your life. I couldn't have said it better. That was awesome. And yes, make that important decision to yes. trust Jesus, yes. and you Most will have this joy that you will ever make. Life. Yes. And I wanted to tell you, my sister and I were baptized at the same time, too. Oh, we both made yes. the decision. And it was very special. It is very special. I mean, we were actually together baptized right. at the same time. Right. So, um, well, thank you, Jane, again. Would you like to close us in prayer? I would be thrilled to. Thank you so much. Gracious Heavenly Father, we know that you want us to have joy. You paid a great price that we could have fullness of joy. And God, we are so grateful for that. We know we're not deserving of it. It's your gift to us because you love us so much. God, I pray for every listener, every person hearing this, that, Lord, if they do not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that they would contact the station or Jill or myself, and we would just be thrilled to sit down with them and show them how then they can come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior, and you will fill them with the joy of the Lord. And as the scripture said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Days that things are not, the happenings are not maybe happening, I still have the peace and joy because of my relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray for each one of these listeners, Lord, be their peace and be their joy today. In your precious, powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, making conversations simple.